This is Dr. Bob Patton. Welcome to Making Much of His Mission. His mission, of course, is to see many come to Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so we can't be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says further, The wages of sin is death. We are separated from Him and ultimately will go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He gives us this as a gift. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become children of God. So as we receive Jesus Christ, he comes into our life, gives us his life, which is eternal life, and allows us to spend eternity with him. That is ultimately his mission. Let us all yield totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, the message for today. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. We trust that uh, you've had a blessed day today. Today we are going to look at Christmas treasures. It's Christmas time, and we'll be looking at uh, the visit of the wise men first. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. We pray that you would open our eyes and open our hearts, not only to see what we have received from you, but the presence we should give you as well. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. In Matthew chapter 2, we read the following. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which had come in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down, and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Well, we see that this group of wise men, how many there were, we don't know. Uh, it doesn't say there are three. Uh, three gifts, but not necessarily three wise men. Whether they had other people with them, we don't know. If they rode camels or if they rode Arabian horses, we don't know. 
what time they arrived, we do know one thing, that it was not the night of Jesus' birth, because we find that Herod sent out a group to kill all the children below the age of two, based on what they had said to him. We find this uh, a little bit further in verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and the coast thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. What we do know is they presented some gifts. They made a lot of uh, effort to get there. They had traveled probably several hundred miles and given three different types of, of gifts. The first one, the gift they gave, was gold, very appropriate for a king. By the way, before I go further in that, I should also mention that when they fell down before him, he was a young child. He was not a baby anymore. And he was not in a manger, he was in the house, they said here. So we can see again that things had changed from the original scene. And uh, unfortunately, Western tradition kind of puts both Matthew and Luke together. But it appears these are two separate occasions, separated by probably well over a year. So the gold was fit for the, for the young boy, the young king. But then they gave frankincense. Frankincense is a symbol of offering. We find in Leviticus 2, 1 and 2, And when any of you will make an eat offering unto, meat offering unto the Lord, his offering shall be of fine flour, and he shall pour oil upon it, and put frankincense thereon, and he shall bring it to Aaron the sons of the priest, and he shall take a handful of the flour thereof, and of the oil thereof, and of the frankincense thereof, and the priest shall burn a memorial of it upon the altar, an offering made of fire, a sweet offering unto the Lord. And so the frankincense speaks of an offering, a strange gift to a young baby, but he is the offering that God will give for your life and mine. And then even stranger, a gift of myrrh. Myrrh is used in burials. And in fact, it was used in Jesus' burial in a very large quantity. After Jesus had died, it was taken off the cross by Joseph of Arimathea, and Nicodemus helped him. Uh, John 19.39 states, And there came also Nicodemus, which first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, 100 pounds weight. Thus myrrh was used for the burial of the Lord Jesus. And symbolically what we see here is that God is showing us that this child is destined to be an offering which will require his death. Thus we find that he is the sin offering for us. And these wise men, perhaps unknown to them, I'm sure it was unknown to them actually, gave a actual prophecy through this little time as they gave their expensive gifts to the Lord Jesus. 
But Jesus is also giving gifts to us through God. Jesus is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He alone can make the sin offering of our debt, and we can live forever with him for the lives as our Savior. But the offering is more than simply the payment for our sin. When we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, he comes into our life, and he brings treasures also. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. In whom, this is talking of Jesus, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And it goes on to say in verse 9 and 10, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Thus, when we receive him, he dwells in us. He gives us eternal life. He gives us forgiveness of sins. He gives us delivery from the power of darkness. He transforms us from, translates us rather, from the power of the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. He brings us truth and he brings true peace through the cross. There are a number of passages which tell about some of the things that uh, are the presents that Jesus actually gives us at Christmas. And uh, let me just read a little section from Ephesians chapter 1 to give you a little foretaste of what he's talking about. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is starting with verse 3, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame in him in love. So already we have all spiritual blessings, and we are chosen to be holy and without blame, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, whereby he hath made us accepted in the beloved. So further all, we see that he uh, has adopted us as children. He has made. He has accepted us. We are accepted in Christ, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So our sins have been forgiven, wherein he abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both things that are in heaven and things that are earth, even in him, in whom we have attained inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. We have an inheritance, and in fact, all things are of Christ, and we are co-inheritors with him. We find that in the book of Romans, that we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Yes, we are saved. In whom also that ye believed ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest, the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Well, there are just a few 
of the many things that God has done for us. Thus Paul says uh, in 2 Corinthians 9.15, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Paul also reminds us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Yes, brothers and sisters, we have God's unspeakable gift, the Lord Jesus Christ, actually living in us and empowering us to live the kind of life we should live. And we can be assured through that that God will take care of us. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. What then shall we say of these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up from us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 37, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The question is then, what should we do? How should we respond? If a little child came, let's say your grandson, if you were as old as I am, and gave you a little gift, maybe something that he had made, a little uh, sketch or something of that sort, you certainly would not turn it down. You certainly would not, ah, that's nothing. You would receive it. You would take it. And you'd, I know my wife has many times had uh, drawings of the kids and the grandchildren uh, stuck up on our, uh, uh, put up on the refrigerator where everybody can see it, that sort of thing. But what about the greatest of all gifts, the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we expressing our attitude of gratitude? Are we thankful? Do we receive his present? John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, God gives us forgiveness of sins. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He has given us eternal life through Christ. The question is, will we receive it? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But we see that all that received him, to them gave he power to become children of God, even to them that believed on his name. The treasures are in Christ. When we receive him, indeed we have these treasures in earthen vessels. But if we fail to receive him, we fail to have the treasures. Let's not make that mistake. Let us today receive him as personal savior if we've not done so. And if we have, let us then give thanks to God for his unspeakable gift. May the Lord bless you. And a final reminder, what we cannot do in our own strength, he can do through us. 
So as we try to apply what we've learned today, let us yield it to him and ask him to live his life through us. And once again, this is Dr. Bob Patton from Making Much of His Missions, wishing you a blessed day. God bless you.